Greetings. This is William representing Peachtree Property Management, where we specialize in fixing whole rental properties located in B, C, and D class communities. What inspired today's podcast was I was listening to a famous investor. I won't release his name. Um, I was listening to him talk this morning to a, a, a couple callers, and this that's what inspired me to make this uh, podcast. And basically, the try to abbreviate what was talked about was. Uh, basically, he's a famous real estate investor. He gets a lot of people to um, invest in his ideas and his properties for him. Uh, today's podcast, I think he was giving an example of he needed $300 million. He had $140 million uh, saved up. So what he did was he asked uh, investors worldwide to give him the other $160 million. And then he proceeded to explain everything and he started taking phone calls. Um, and so one person called in, it was him and he has a, um, the caller and I should say, and has a investor partner and they broke down he asked him questions and he says, well, uh, I have a mortgage on the property that is a little under 500,000 is worth 1.5 or 1.8 million if he sells it today. Uh, so the famous investor asked him, well, how much money does it bring in every month? He said it could bring in, if it was fully occupied, 125000 every month. But uh, right now, he's steadily bringing in 60000 The uh, The famous um, uh, real estate investor, uh, he broke down some numbers uh, of his own. He tried to compare a unit that he had with that, um, that was similar to that other callers. And he, and he broke it down. He did the math. He told him, well, hold up, don't, t-, you know, before... He told him how much it was making, uh, one twenty-five and uh, sixty thousand. He said, "Well, I have a, um, a place that's similar to yours, but um, you know it was a three hundred million dollar deal." And he said it brings in fifty-six thousand a month. And then he asked him how much his brings in. He and he told him sixty thousand. And he said, "Well, you know, mine is worth. If I go to sell it in five or six years, well, he said three to five years, it'd be worth um, five hundred to six hundred uh, million. The caller said, you know, of course, it will only be worth one point five, one point eight million. And so he broke down. And he said, you know, that's not a smart investment, blah, blah, blah. His whole thing is trying to get people to have money to invest in his company because there's no, you know, I just leave it up to my listeners, my podcast uh, listeners to just break down, you know, these deals. I'm going to tell you if you if you're in a deal with someone else, one other person in the house, the apartment or whatever you have is worth 1.8 million and you owe 400 and something thousand, you're making uh, $60,000. $60, um, I think that was NOI. So after everything is paid, he's making $60,000 a month. And you're going to let someone tell you that's making, yes, their property is worth more, but he has to get 10, 20, 25 investors. So when he sells his $500 million uh, place, well, he's going to have to pay off that loan. He's also going to have to pay back his investors. Um, you know, and I know, I think $1.4 million, I think that's what, he, I don't know if that was what he had because he did talk about a loan. I don't know if that's what he had saved up or what he could um, basically get from the bank uh, himself. But like I say, I mean, even if he doesn't have a loan on it from a bank, he has a loan on it from other investors. And when you're dealing with one other partner, if you sell it for $1.8 million, y'all split that. Now you listen to that famous investor and he has a split $500 million 10 ways, 20 ways, 25 ways. 
So y'all, you know, is is it really that much of an upside? Then you have to think, well, if you give your money to someone else, you at their mercy. They sell when they want to. Um, you know, you know what I mean. So it's it's like, well, yes, he's making fifty six thousand a month, but he has to split it. 10, 20, 25 ways. You only have to split your 60,000 two ways. So you get 30,000 um, each month. Well, with him, you may get 3,000. Another caller called in and he was telling him, well, he asked him, well, how much money do you have uh, to invest? Because he was asking about if he should keep renting out, um, keep renting what he, where he stays at or if he should sell his primary home that he was renting out, blah, blah, blah. And of course, the guy said you should uh, sell your, keep renting, Sell your place you're at, uh, how much money you have saved up. And, the, and he told them a couple thousand. He said, well, you got $2,000, you know, because minimum to invest, you had to have 5000 And um, he said, well, you, oh, you, don't got, you don't have any money. Only thing you can really buy is, um, you know, uh, a $20,000 uh, property. And he said, what is that going to make you? Uh, maybe uh, $600 to $750 a month. And you got to think, well... To the average person, $600, $750 a month is pretty good, especially when you think about a return on $20,000 cash on cash uh, return on investment. So you're making $750 a month. Promise you your mortgage is not going to be $750. Get a loan for that if you're allowed to get a loan. Might be anywhere from uh, $200 to um, $500 a month. So you can be making $500 to uh, $200 a month and profit after insurance, taxes, uh, and everything like that. So, you know, you have to think you, you can let people influence you to make um, decisions that are bad for you because, the, and, the, and the reason I say bad for you because he gave the guy an example and said, well, you save up money, you invest $5,000 um, in my company, you'll make $400 a month. And it's like, well, I got to give up more money to to possibly, you know, get that 400 because you got to think with COVID, uh, a lot of these REITs, these companies that do investments, they don't, uh, they have, they're they freezing up their assets and they're not paying out. And if I'm not mistaken, if you do your research, well, I did my research with this company, he's no longer paying out until uh, 2023, uh, 2024. So, you know, your money's going to be frozen up for four years. Uh, so, I mean, is that is that worth it? That's just something that you have to think about. So today's podcast would be just breaking down uh, talking about, uh, you know, a question I was asked by another um, by other people in, in, in the past. If you're new to this channel, uh, please click the subscribe button or the favorite star, uh, depending on what social media platform you're listening to me on. Some of my friends and some of my family members have asked me, well, um, how can I replace my nine to five income uh, with with rental properties? But I don't want to spend too much money on the rental property, but I want to maximize my income and maximize how many rental properties that I have. And so, you know, they asked me, should I, you know, should they invest in properties that are $80,000 or under uh, that would make basically 200 or more uh, a month in income? And so low cash, so I would, throw, you know, that would fall up under the category, just depending on who you are, but in a broad spectrum, $80,000 or under, that would fall up under the, um, you know, basically a, a pretty nice property, but lower end properties. Um, so I, I always tell them with my experience um, and my in my 
expertise. I always tell them, yes, you can maximize your, your income. You can compensate your nine to five uh, income, you know, so you don't have to work an extra part time job or you don't have to work as many hours or you may not have to work forever, um, you know, with these lower income properties. So typically, you know, you come you generate a, a strategy that you want to use that's going to help you buy multiple properties, buy these uh, properties that are going to be a good source of cash flow. And so, you know, you want to you looking at different areas, different regions and, you you know, you look at regions and you see how much these properties or communities, I should say, uh, and you see how these properties are appreciating. There are some some areas, some cities, some counties that have properties that are appreciating, but they are appreciating at a low or a medium pace. All right. So they're not they're not depreciating. But they are staying in that affordable market where five, six years ago, um, even if, okay, if you go back six, seven years ago where the properties were real cheap. And now you go to some counties, some states, I, mean, I should say some cities where they have jumped up maybe thirty, forty thousand dollars. But there are some uh, communities that the properties have stayed uh, um, somewhat reasonable. So I say focus on the lower end properties, maximize your cash flow uh, as possible, much as you know, much cash flow as possible. And, you know, you want to um, update where you can uh, the properties to ma maximize the amount of, um, you know, assets that you're going to have, uh, maximize the, the, the value. Uh, you don't want to overdo it. A lot of people jump into a property and say, well, uh, I, I want to change it from a three bedroom to uh a two bedroom, two bath, or add on to the house, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, your price jumps up uh, exponentially. and But your profit margin may not jump up that much, especially if you're using it as a, a rental property. All right. Um, so the markets have uh, appreciated, but at a slower pace. So it's still uh, certain markets that you can jump into that maximize your cash flow. I've I just before this podcast started, I've analyzed a deal where it was a three bedroom, one bath and the property all in was one hundred thousand dollars. And so with one hundred thousand dollars, I think the cash flow every uh, month was oh, for the year was twenty seven hundred. So for twenty seven hundred, if you break that down, that's about two hundred twenty five dollars a month. Some people that's good. Some people that's not. But you got to think. Um, you know, that's a, that's a hundred thousand dollars someone put in. Do you have to buy a hundred thousand dollar, a hundred thousand dollar property to make uh, twenty seven um, hundred a, a year? No, I've bought properties that have been twenty thousand dollars. And that's why I was against what the famous real estate person said. Uh, I bought properties that were twenty thousand uh, dollars, probably put another six or ten into it um, and made the same amount in cash flow. I've bought cheaper properties that were. Um, eight thousand, fifteen thousand, and put same amount six to ten thousand dollars into fixing it, and bring home, um, you know, the twenty four to twenty eight, twenty nine hundred a month for, I mean, a year for those properties. So, like I say, don't you know you want to break down these deals? You want to learn the market yourself. Um, and you gotta see what works for you. If you don't want to, you know, if you don't have five thousand dollars, or you feel like, well, if it's two thousand dollars to get me in the game, get in there while you can, because the longer you wait. The harder it is to get into into the game, and you gotta be, you gotta think. Well, is this partnership really going to be beneficial for me? Because you gotta think. Yes, the person's asking you to partner up. It's going you know it's going to be beneficial, hopefully for for both you all. But you gotta think. Well, what's going to be my losses? 
what's going to be my woes. Um, you know, so you got to think about those things because you're going to take losses in a partnership. So those are things you got to think about before, um, you know, you let someone else influence you or before you sign on the dotted line and get into a partnership. Is it really is that really worth your time? A lot of people look at the other way and say, well, these low income properties are not worth my time. Well, you know, spending five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars and then having it locked up for five, six, seven years, whenever that other person or whenever that other company feels it's time to sell, that may not be worth your time. You know, that's just something to think about. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. If you have not subscribed to this podcast, please do so. You can listen to me on Spotify. Um, I'm also on uh, Anchor. Um, you can listen to me on the Anchor app, app or anchor.fm. If you want to give to my calls and the calls of this company is to fight gentrification. Um, and so if you want to uh, give to the company, you can give to my cash app, which is dollar sign WAG Realty LLC. And that's W-A-G uh, Realty LLC. And also I have a GoFundMe which is called Keeping Rentals Affordable. And that GoFundMe is also is called Keeping Rentals Affordable. So I want to thank everyone for subscribing. Please like my podcast. Uh, if you, have, you want to leave a message, you have any questions, you can do so on anchor.fm or on the Anchor app. Uh, app. Um, not sure if you can do it on Spotify yet. And I'm, I'm not for sure if I'm located on Apple Podcasts, but I'm trying to produce uh, about two or three a podcast a week, especially during the quarantine, until myself, uh, until I go back to work. I'm a full-time teacher, but I do real estate on the side. I have uh, seven properties, and I'm working on property number eight. Again, I, I'm here to fight um, gentrification. Like if a property is worth 900 in that market, I usually try to rent it out for seven or 650. So you know, I give them quality, but not at a extreme price.